Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 484 for the week of December 8th, 2018. I'm your host, Chris Privateer, bringing you the week's RPG news while my wife is away. She's at the Natsume Partey. Um, she, uh, she eschewed on me this week to, in favor of sushi, free sushi, and I can't blame her. So I'm here. Uh, it's Brocast. Are we going Dudecast or Brocast? Dude Brocast? Dude Brocast, yeah. Dude Brocast, yeah. So uh, we got uh, Josh Carpenter. Hello. Hello. And Pascal Takaya. What's up, bruh? What's up? What's up, dog? So macho, macho cast. I'm really sad that Jonathan Stringer isn't here this week because I I tried playing something this week. And you were having problems with it. I had problems with it. I tried Mutant Year Zero because it's out on Game Pass for free. Oh, I guess you have to pay for Game Pass, but whatever. So I have Game Pass. I installed Mutant Year Zero, and I got to... It's it's a tactical fighting... How do you describe a game like that? It's like XCOM, but also like Divinity. It's like an old-school RPG. It's based on a pen-and-paper RPG, so it's one of those isometric, um, highly tactical combat systems. It's really freaking hard. It's extremely hard, and it's not <clears throat> not in a fun way for me. Maybe if you're a crazy tactical person. But I've got like these these uh interesting characters, an interesting setting. The setting's like post apocalyptic. I know that's overdone, but like there's been mutations and stuff, and so there's mutants, and that makes it more interesting. Um the uh, mutant year zero game was inspired by another game called Gamma World, which I've actually played in a pen and paper setting, um, where you have lots of random mutations and stuff and you go look for things and nobody knows how old technology works so they have weird perspectives on like the boom box oh that's obviously a bomb because it goes boom right so stuff like that so interesting setting um but you walk around on this map and and you have you have real-time control of your characters you have real-time stealth on a on an XCOM like map so you're running around mm. trying to get away from things and Jonathan talked about this last week, but you're, you're running around and you want to you want to sneak around enemies on the map and get yourself in a good position for an ambush, uh, or to ambush them. Uh, and if you mess up, basically you die. Uh, so what every map is is running around, finding out where enemies are, um, going around the outskirts, waiting to find one, uh, turning off your flashlight, which reduces your viewing range but makes it harder for them to see you then you wander around waiting for them to path around their uh, patrols and see if you can find one who you can take out in one turn with silenced weapons uh and then you look for more and basically you the way it ends up is you have to eliminate half the enemies on a map doing doing those sorts of tactics over and over and then you can take on the other half of the enemies in a more um opened up uh, encounter, you know, where everyone sees you and, and and you're using weapons that aren't silenced and going beyond one turn kills. And if you don't do this, you die. And those are your options. And uh, I said, oh boy, um, am I on the easiest difficulty? And yes, the easiest difficulty is normal. There's normal, hard, and very hard. There's no easy. <laughs> and it's appropriately named. Uh, of course, very hard is is marked as the way the game was meant to be played, um, which of means course. the game was meant to be played by um, masochists or something. I don't know because there's no healing the, between battles in that one, uh, which is oh, insanity. So you have to find uh, health packs to heal your characters. Like not even between missions. There's just no healing of any sort <laughs> automatically. So you, 
you can get one of your characters a, an ability where you can eat dead bodies to heal. So uh, if you're playing that mode, you have to like, I guess. Um, ooh, I have an error that just popped up on my screen. Uh, okay, that's weird. Check this out. Windows can't find one of the files in this theme. Do you still want to save the theme? <laughs> I don't know the correct answer to this question. <laughs> I didn't tell it to save a theme. I'm Where did go the to theme no. come from? Oh, no is the wrong answer because just oh okay. Your choices are you do this or you die. I guess. Um, all right. This it is part of the tactics game. This, this is part of the tactics an extension. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have no. It's option. kind of like one shot. It it uses your actual computer to to it for to further its gameplay. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we don't know what one shot is. Okay. Uh, I don't. It's okay. It's all right. You have your own game over there. Mutant Year Zero is too hard. Um, and people have reviewed it and finished it, so I don't know how they did that, but they got good. I can't get good. I don't want to get good. And as much <laughs> as I enjoyed the idea of dressing up my duck and uh, putting top hats on him and, and making him look stylish and leveling him up and like just one-shotting things with my little with my mallard, uh, that ain't happening, and I've uninstalled the game. So that's it for Mutant Year Zero for me. <sighs> Until they patch it and make it easier or something. Um it's just not fun. Like, just reading about what you have to do to actually succeed on the maps it doesn't sound like a game I want to play. So, it sounds like a brutally difficult tactical game. Yeah, so Jonathan there's, should there's, love it. <laughs> yeah, there's an audience for that. It's just yeah. not necessarily and they're, for everybody. And they're like, oh yeah, if you turn it on to very hard, it's no longer too easy. I'm like, oh, you, you know, I'm I'm not reading this thread anymore. I'm out. <laughs> those sorts of threads always make me laugh like oh is it too easy like every game's too easy for these people uh it's like if you can finish a game it's too easy uh other yeah, things the, i did oh go ahead well there's something to that like playing x-men uh x-men um x-men yep, x-men well, <laughs> we'll get there. that too can you tell i just watched the avengers yeah, trailer i can <laughs> Of course, not has nothing to do with X Men. Playing XCOM in Iron Man mode is, um, you know, like once you've once that's what you're used to, then it doesn't seem like it's fun any other way. Mm-hmm. So some people do, you know, they're used to that and they expect that. I like that the game uh, includes that option, kind of goes for it. Because then there's the other the other side of the coin in tactical gaming is one I'm going to talk about. Oh yeah, where where you don't have that extreme challenge. All right. Uh, I, I would just like to say, before you get to that, that I finished Dragon Quest Eleven, sort of. Um, I got the credits, but uh, now I have to actually Woo-hoo. go finish the story. Cause yeah, which one? The first? Not, yeah, second, just the first. Just the fir- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got the, the first credits, so I got more to play. Like, uh, uh, Mistiana was telling me another 40 hours worth, so um, I will be yeah, getting into that. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, honestly, I'm not... That ending sucks just if that's the end of the game because it's like there's no resolution or it's like, yep, we did it. Let's go. Like, no, no, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> well, how much do you know about what comes after? Uh, not enough. And I don't want to. But uh, don't want to. Yeah, it's fine. Sure. And I've heard that there's a lot of annoying crap that I have to do and that that won't be fun. Um, but that the story f- stuff is fun. So we'll see. Well, can I talk about it in general terms and without spoiling anything oh, that yeah. actually Tell me happens about it. after? Yeah, do I like so, time challenges is the question I was asked. Um, I, see, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't go a ton further, um, at least not yet. I will one day go back to that. Um, but I do know that, f- for one thing, you have the option of going back into the world and finishing whatever you maybe didn't do already. Okay. You know, tying up loose ends and so on. I guess good for, like, trophy hunting. 
Um, okay. I did all the side but, quests, so I don't know if there's anything for me to do, but we'll see. Uh, there's got to be something else, right? It's been a while since I played it, so I don't remember. Yeah, I'll find but out. Surely there's something. Um, but then there is also, well, in this, you, I'm sure you do know at least as much, there is another optional storyline. Yeah. That extends. But I, see, so I'm not sure if you can do both. I started on the um, optional storyline, and I didn't go far enough with it to know if this is true, but it seems like it kind of closes off the, you know, whatever side content uh, was in the main game. I'm not yeah, sure if that's I think, true. I, I don't know. I, I, I see what you're thinking there. Yeah, maybe. Um, so I don't know if you can do... Maybe maybe once you finish it, then you can go back and... Well, whatever. Either way, but I know there's like so much and you have some choices, but I don't know if you can do everything all at once. I don't care. That's fine. Are you are you going to keep going? Are you going to try it out? Oh yeah, yeah, I, I am. Yeah, definitely. And um, uh, the real question is, am I going to try and get everyone's ultimate weapons? And apparently, that's where it turns into like Final Fantasy ten levels of masochism on challenges. So we'll see. So tell me about your tactical game, Pascal. Oh, if you really want to know, I do. Um, so. I think I might tell this in reverse because um, I've done some research and I'd like to maybe like talk about that first um, because the game I played is um, Actun Cthulhu Tactics. And it's um, it's also based on a pen and paper game or whatever you said. Yeah, I know you brought up pen and paper earlier, whatever yeah. you said about that. Yeah, yeah, it is. So there was a um, uh, there's a pen and paper campaign for this, a tabletop uh, RPG thing so that I'd never heard of, but I did some research in it. And it's got, you know, it uses the Cthulhu uh, mythos and mixes it with World War II Nazis. And it's, from from what I found, it's kind of like there's an extensive storyline that goes with it and uses several, several of the creatures uh, that are pretty well known from Cthulhu-type stuff. Um, and it's a whole epic thing, and yada, yada, yada. And then fast forward to now, and there's the uh, the tactical video game, which doesn't make use of a lot of that content at all so um so mild spoilers uh, there is no cthulhu in cthulhu tactics all right enough veto seriously what is that, is that crossing the line already <laughs> for me there's I no feel, cthulhu in cthulhu tactics come on I, mean, I, feel, I feel like that's that's going to be mentioned in my review at least come that on. much there's only um there so there are nazis for sure uh there's only one mythos creature at all in the entire game what? um well i mean i mean not not by number there's only one type of mythos creature ah, okay say. and then it's repeated over and over again um Lame. i also played on regular normal difficulty but oh, this game the way the game is, was not meant to be played i wonder if it's um well i think it does so the tool uh is the tooltips do say for normal difficulty, this is uh, the recommended setting for anybody new to this particular game. Not this genre, but this game. Okay. So, okay, well, that's what I chose. And it got pretty dull pretty quickly. And It wasn't hard enough? It wasn't hard enough. Okay. Um, that's because you have such skills. Yeah. Yeah. Or just, you know, I mean, like I said, there's hardly any um, variation in enemies. And oh, I don't know. Just, just um, the AI doesn't work very well. There were uh, many times when my characters were standing out in the open, um, and the enemy would just run right past them. 
instead of attacking, like a whole squad of enemies, like five or six enemies will each take their individual turns and run from place to place and uh, post up right next to my characters, maybe, and still not attack. Um, I don't know. It's I, I'm going to try the uh, the other difficulties and see if the AI is just toned down or if it really just is that stupid. Are, are you locked into that difficulty or can you change it on the fly during the middle of the game? I don't think you can change it once the uh, campaign started. So I'm going to try mm. starting the campaign and do a few battles that way. Mm, but it's um it's all set within uh within like a forest setting, and uh, occasionally you you get into like the enemy base. So there are two type of environments: either you're in a forest, or you're in the uh like an underground like underground bunker base. And that about I don't know. I feel like that pretty much covers the game. It's uh yeah. It is something that's called Cthulhu Tactics, and Cthulhu's with Nazis should should be a lot more. Should have a lot more. Yeah, there's no Cthulhu. Are the Nazis Um, at least powered up with Cthulhu powers? Uh, Whatever those uh, would be. (laughs) I don't know what those would be. Imagine there's a thing called called Cthulhu powers. Do they have them? (laughs) See, I don't. I don't think I don't. I remember anybody uh, attacking in any kind of like mystical way. They have no psychic. Your characters do. Oh, okay. So Um, you get Cthulhu powers. Yeah, one of your characters has. um, uh, Well, so you're you don't get um, you don't get to make your characters. You're locked into. Do you get mouth tentacles? No. (laughs) What's the point? I don't know. What, could you still be the good guy and have mouth tentacles? <laughs> Why not? Draenei can do it over in World of Warcraft. Well, yeah. this is. I had a specific example that you didn't expect, did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've already uh, been so much more specific than I've been about the actual game I played now. Um, but you're locked into a squad of four characters that are from the tabletop game, so it does oh, okay. take. It does take a few of the characters, the, like the, the hero characters, but then that's it. You never get any more. You don't get to change them. You do get to um, unlock some of their skill tree, um, well, their skill tree skills um, over the course of the game. So you get new abilities, but it's the same four characters. So basically you kind of, um, you, ha- you know, you have one character that ends up being the, let's say, like the ranged guy and one guy that is the, the close-up combatant and so on based on like what weapons uh, they're equipped with. But all that stuff seem, is pretty much set in stone. One of your characters is a um, uh, like a, a French uh, freedom fighter, like a female soldier, I guess. And she has on her shoulder a little, uh, like a, a little winged demon that she's, um, you know, that's her uh, companion. Uh, I'm sure the 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 original pen and paper game probably goes into like the reason for it. This game doesn't. But it is kind of neat, and he she does use him in a few of her abilities. Like she can use his uh, flying ability to teleport across the battlefield, for example, or she can send him flying over to attack enemies from a distance, stuff like that. But um, I just wish there was more of that. Like that's a that's a neat idea, having a character that can do things like that. But unfortunately, the other characters, and just for the most part, all over, it's um you shoot your gun, and there's a shotgun, and then there's a handgun, and there's different kinds of guns. But that's about the excitement it has. And in a Cthulhu game, it really should be more than that. Well, XCOM just had guns and mechs and psionics. And, yeah, oh, right, and, never mind. Right. <laughs> and, but, so XCOM was, you know, slightly more technology-based, I guess, or grounded mm-hmm. in, like, uh, some some realistic technology, maybe. And uh, and even then, it was more, more creative, and you had different... Um, 
you could take your uh, soldiers in different uh, directions, and that just none of that exists here. And it just feels like I would just rather play the the tabletop version that gives me more options and lore, and none of that is in here. Well, I mean, XCOM every every couple of hours or every few missions, it would start introducing new aliens that you would have to totally change your tactics for how to how to handle them. And there just isn't any any need for okay. So again, on the normal setting, I'll I'll reserve final judgment till I try it. But there's no need for tactics at all. In fact, a lot of the um, environments that you play in don't even really offer like a uh, like a forest clearing doesn't give you um, a ton of tactical. Um, options of where to hide, where to run, how to outflank the enemy, and narrow um, underground bunker hallways don't offer cover in the way that you would expect to find it in a tactical game, you know? So oftentimes it just comes down to, well, I've got four people in a in a, um, in a a hallway that's like two two squares wide, So there and there's nothing to hide behind. It's just a straight hallway, and the enemy is a couple of spaces away in the same straight hallway. What do I do? Well, I attack, and then that's it. And then I just count on the fact that the um, the enemy AI is too stupid to wipe me out, which that is often the case. Yeah. So I will say that um, though, at least it does have a, a final boss battle that was challenging and creative. And it forced me to like really rethink and use some strategy. It in one battle that finally happened, and it was the last one. And by that point, I was honestly glad that it was only that one. So it's either either you give me that throughout the whole game, or you just let me finally see the end and be done. You know, um, it's too little, too late to start having good ideas at the during the final stage. I think, but it did offer that at least. So. Oh boy. Um, I hope that it was a Cthulhu boss. But you can't spoil. I know. <sighs> <laughs> All right. No, what else I won't you spoil. What else do you play? Just infer from my unbridled um, excitement. Oh, it, yeah. At the, it just, at the uh, final boss, palpable. whether it was a Cthulhu boss. It's just palpable. Yeah. What, it, was, it hit, was it Mecha Hitler? No? Right. Yeah, that was what I was about to ask. <laughs> That'd be the next best thing, right? <laughs> I'm going to put you in charge of the sequel. <laughs> But when you hear, you know, Nazi and Cthulhu tactics, you, you, I think you think you're in for like an awesome, like lore filled time. Like there's so much, um, so much potential for just like cool storytelling through that, something exciting, and uh, that was that was really disappointing. And then on the tactical side, also, there's better choices. So I'll I'll mull that over a little bit and elaborate in the written review and work on that, and that should be coming on the site in the next few days. So if you want to know more, there you go. Not really. But I, I did <laughs> I did play um, one game that I'm enjoying. Aww. So, all right, so Chris, you'll remember E3. Yeah. And how we're sitting around um, in the, um, well, not not really hotel room. What, what to call it's it? It's an apartment. The, the, it was an apartment. The apartment room. Yeah. Watching the um, the pre E three press conferences, yeah. and they announced. Um, I think it was Hollow Knight. They did. Didn't they announced Hollow Knight. Out, it's Steam? out on the Switch yeah. now. Yeah. Oh, Switch. Yeah, yeah, I said Steam. I'm, I'm sorry, Switch. Um, so I went. In, I went ahead and purchased it when it was on sale uh, during Black Friday. But I, I I bought it on the PS four, not on Switch. Oh. And I used <laughs> to get it um, mixed up with uh, with Shovel Knight all the time. Like oh, those I, are not I, the same I, thing. 
No, they aren't. I <laughs> swear I was sitting different. at I was sitting at E3 and while you guys were talking about like Hollow Knight and how exciting and everything, um I that's what I was thinking of the entire time. I thought we were discussing Shovel Knight at that time. So I've been playing Hollow Knight for about I think I'm like 11 12 hours in or so now and it's great and it's it's a complete Metroid clone. Um maybe let's call it Super Metroid at least. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even like down to the way the the first few, I guess, like areas have their enemies, um, like tracking around like the uh, floating um, floating squares that are just like in the middle of the screen, and the enemy will will travel along all four sides the way they do in Metroid, those low level whatever they're called enemies. Um, and I love it. Like if you're gonna um, emulate a game and stick very closely to the design of a game why not go with a uh, super metroid so it's been that's a lot of fun and i can't wait to play it like every day and now i know what why you guys were excited at e3 i still haven't played that game so maybe you weren't the one. yeah zach was very excited about oh, it yeah. zach one of the people we were staying yeah. with i remember it's on my list it was like i it's part of my metroidvania mania thing that i was doing earlier yeah. this year and i want to get back into it and um so, but I've decided to wait for when I can play all that stuff on the Switch, and I don't have a Switch because Anna stole it. And it's it's super open, even to the point where now twice I've I've gotten to the point where I've you know gotten new abilities that should open up some new areas, and it's just everywhere I go, just giant levels open up, and I, I'm never quite sure where I'm supposed to be heading, but in a good way. Like in a way that's actually fun and engaging, and I'm, you know, and it just feels like exploring at every at every turn, pretty much, or at least for the first ten hours. How it goes after that, who knows? Um, but that's that's a ton of fun. I definitely are you recommend finding it. cute little hidden grubs around the map and stuff like that. What are, I forget what they're called, like they're little um, insect things. Yeah, that oh, that's find. it. Yep, yeah. yep. They make cute noises like, uh, or something. <laughs> if the you can free little grubs from like uh, from their glass cages that they're in, and you get rewards if you find them all, I guess, or you get rewards even like, for finding. There are a few. plushies of those things you can buy. <laughs> yeah. There's a um, there's a screen real real near the beginning. You'll find it right away that has um, all their empty like eggs in the background, and they're mm. all abandoned because all the grubs have been you know, gathered up and imprisoned all over the map. But there's one old uh, grub with a big bushy mustache still sitting in there. And he's, you know, he's the father, he's the dad. And he's sad that all of his uh, children are gone. And as you find them and bring them back, they start populating the background of the screen and sticking out of their um, their homes. And so if you re- revisit that screen after you find a few, he rewards you with like little goodies and stuff like that. Cool. I like that you save by sitting on a bench. You like that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Is that a that's an important component for a game? Uh, in in my opinion, yeah. If you could do that in um, Cthulhu Tactics, that might rise on your list like by a lot. Then no, but I'm saying compared to say Sympathy in the Night, where you have this giant 3D coffin animation that you have to wait for every freaking time. Mm. Whereas <laughs> sit on the bench, done. Yeah, it's like instant save. Yeah, there you go. Um, but. You know the the main thing you can really say about it is it it is it is pure Metroid. So that this it you kind of run out of stuff to say about it, just other than play it because it is so much fun. The um the bosses I've fought so far, which is kind of nice, are actually pretty challenging. Um, not to the point where it takes like more than three or four turns, but like you really do have to 
um, work at it. They, they're not just like three hit pushovers. They, they take a while. You have to uh, figure out their patterns. Like it's nice to see in a, um, a platformer that there's some challenge involved in, uh, in the boss battles. Maybe I just haven't seen too much of that lately, I guess. <laughs> well, after such a good boss battle experience in Octune, you know, you just, mm-hmm. yeah, this just stood out. Anyway. All right, you're done. Josh, what'd you play? Yes. So, uh, let's, it, it, it's been, been an odd week. Spent a bunch of time in a hospital waiting room, which is never fun, but no, no. <laughs> But uh, still making progress on Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Like, um, that game is just gigantic. <laughs> after after Origins, like, you, that you, you pl- I played Origins, and you thought, like, oh, yeah, it's a pretty big game. And then Odyssey is just massive. There's so many different things to do. There's ship battles. You can sail. You can be a pirate. You can, you know, go and fight pirates. You've got... They have like, of course, there's like this big evil uh, conspiracy that's behind everything. And there's like 30 different people and you can like track all of them down and kill them as part of one one part of the game. And and like some of that stuff is really neat. Like it kind of gives you a uh, it doesn't just lay it out for you like it will tell you like, oh, this member of the cult is in this town. You need to go and help people in that town to kind of find out some uh, information on who this person actually is and where they might uh, exactly be. But it it is kind of like daunting when you've got like, so you've got the main story, you have side quests, you have cult members to track down, you have, there's like a mercenary board, like you're slowly working your way up the mercenary board rankings by (laughs) all the stuff you're doing in the game and also hunting down and killing other mercenaries. And... (laughs) It's just slightly, almost overwhelming the number of different things you can do. And it also leads to the game being a bit grindy because one of the things I remember, like playing in Origins, it wasn't that bad. Like you could even usually take out enemies, even if you were like a couple levels below them, you could still kind of like get by, even though it was a little bit more difficult. That doesn't really happen in this game. You get you start getting wrecked if you start taking on enemies who are more than a few levels above you. And so you've got to keep doing some side quests to get XP XP, because that's the main way you get experience is by doing side quests. And the game gives you tons of different stuff to do. There's every single little town in Greece has a has a message board up where you can pick up side quests to do. But man, there's just so many different things to choose from. It can kind of, it, at times it can kind of be hard to keep track of like what it is I'm supposed to be doing next. Cause there's so many different routes that you can go in, but the gameplay itself is great. It's gorgeous. Um, I'm, I'm actually really liking the overall story. I think Cassandra is like a really good character and that always helps quite a bit when you've got a character, a main character that you like. And, so I'm um, I'm still been making progress in that, and then um, while I was stuck at sitting in a hospital waiting room this week, I uh, pulled out my Vita for the first time in a long time. And oh I was boy. playing a little bit of vol. Yeah, did it still so charge? I, yeah, <laughs> all right, it still works. <laughs> I, I didn't want to lug a a switch to a. I wanted something I could stick in a pocket. Okay. <laughs> so I brought that along, and I played. 
I don't know, the first four or five hours of Valhalla. Which I don't remember. I remember I played like the first half of it on PC last year and then never got around to finishing it because it was on PC and I was trying to play it in bite sized chunks and eventually just kind of like faded on it. But that that game is I love that little visual novel That is a fun little game. It's a uh, you play as a bartender in a kind of like cyberpunk sort of future. Yeah. And that is basically the game. You are mixed. People come into the bar. They ask you for a drink. You mix the drink for them. And depending on how you mix the drink, that affects like how the story plays out. So someone comes in and asks you for a beer. You like, and the way the way the mixing works, you basically have the ability to uh, it, it. At least this one is not done like uh, actual. It, it just gives you like five different ingredients. And one of them is basically the amount of alcohol that goes into the drink. So you can make drinks that, you know, like get people drunk quicker <laughs> or you can sometimes just give them the the complete wrong drink that they don't ask for and that that makes the story play out differently i mean is, it's just yeah is is drink mixing a um like a mini game a skill based yeah. game or do you have to just select text options it's it's a little mini game basically you've got Every time you uh, someone asks you for a drink, you've got like a uh, a bartender menu that will tell you the ingredients that go into a drink. And sometimes people will kind of give you vague requests like, oh, I want something that's bitter or something that's sweet or something that's and it, it's also kind of like delineated by like the flavor profiles of the drinks. So you go through and you can see the exact the the ingredients you have to add and how long you have to mix it for and whether you have to put it on the rocks or age it and you mix it and do it do it up so you know what you're doing but yeah it's got like a little bitty mixing mini game that goes along with it which is all which is often nice in a visual novel to kind of break it up and add some interaction <laughs> so you're not just sitting there reading text for hours and hours and hours but that it's a it's a great little. Isn't there another game that this is in the same world as? Oh god, yeah. What is it? Uh, is it the Y two K one? I don't remember. I don't remember. They're doing a sequel to it, and like next coming out next year. I think it's supposed to be a lot more uh, involved uh, mixing <laughs> mini game to go along with it. I like that their website is waifubartending.com. dot <laughs> com. Very much. You can tell it's very even. I think they were uh, Colombian or I can't remember where the developer is from. Latin America, I think. But you can tell it's very anime influenced. Did, did you ever try um, Jake Hunter? No, I haven't gotten around to it yet. There's too uh, many uh, games. We were talking about that, right? You had that yeah. like laying there. Yeah, I have it on my list. I am. <laughs> I am killing myself trying to get through that. It is because we were just saying about it's nice to have something to break up just the clicking through text. Yeah. Oh, that's Jake Hunter. Oh, it no. Is, it is brutal. <laughs> Press the smoking I, button. Oh, no, I don't want to prolong it. No, thank you. <laughs> that just opens that. up more text. <laughs> oh, no. And the smoking button is there if you don't know what you're doing. I know, trust me. I know what I'm supposed to be. <laughs> I understand what he wants to do. Gosh, just get to it. And I'm trying to, you know, it's a portable system and I'm playing it in bite-sized chunks and it is brutal. Oh, <laughs> man. Anyway, not to take away from. <laughs> no, you I should try Valhalla. Um, so I, I'm going to be buying myself a Vita soon. So maybe I will. What, try why? 
Um, to play a bunch of old I games? I don't know. <laughs> yes. Because it does have, what, the Vita has a lot of good, well, I don't, okay, I'll take good, bad, I don't know. Yeah, but I can't many of confirm, them are on the Switch, it, play the Switch instead. There's so many. Many of, yeah. it has a lot of um, visual novels. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, which RPGs it sounds like too, you right? really but, love. You know, well, okay, right I do like. Text. I mean, I wouldn't be okay. <laughs> I was gonna. I was just about to say something that was that would have proved you wrong. I am pretty excited that I'm. Um, I can download, uh, Steins Gate on PS3 this month for free. Yeah. Yes. And I even though it's like not the better version, like there's a well, the, the elite version is the one you would want to play, isn't it? Oh, I'm. You know, I don't even know the difference. So. Okay. Uh, there, there, there is a uh, comment on that later on. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alex good. schools us on that. All right, good. He'll he'll let us know. All right. Yeah. So I wanted to go back to Assassin's Creed for a second. Sure. Because I had heard also about the grind. Yeah. And uh, I heard um, the review that I I saw focused a lot more on the grind. I mean, like that was like one of the main parts of it. So I was just wondering if it is really, you know, is it as bad as what I, as what I've otherwise heard? Like, I don't think it, yeah, and, and there's that conspiracy because I think there's some DLC you can buy that makes it go faster. Um, so, no, not not DLC, but there is a, um, a, a skill or a perk or, yeah, I mean, there's something you can buy mm-hmm. that, like, doubles your XP or speeds up the uh, the leveling process or whatever it is, something like that. And you kind of got to wonder... <laughs> mm, grindy gameplay, but yet I can pay another. I don't. I really don't know how much it is. I think it's like ten bucks to level faster and get through it faster. Why is that? Yeah, I don't it, know. It, it's like it, it, it's it's hmm. How to put it? it? It's noticeable, but I don't. I have not found it to be annoying. You know, it's one of those things. Like I've noticed. Boy, yeah, I've got a. I've okay. I've gotten to this story mission. Oh, it's level 25 and I'm level halfway up level 23. Guess I better go do some side missions to get me up to back up to level 25 before I take on this next major story mission. Otherwise, that one that one won't go well. But it's never been too awful. Depends on and, if it's fun. Yeah, yeah. And, side- and, yeah. And most of the side quests have been pretty, pretty decent. Like uh, that. That's been the good thing is that. The side quests kind of have fallen into two camps. There are the ones that you can just pick up in any town, which are like little fetch quests, which are mostly not that interesting, but at least are not very hard or or time consuming. (laughs) And then there are all kinds of story based quests. A lot of them are like a lot of them are pretty interesting quest chains. Like it will depend on the things that you did earlier in the game will unlock quests later on. So it would be like, oh, you killed that general, the, you know, that Spartan general back at the beginning of the game. So that unlocks this quest, you know, 10 hours later where, because of some Spartan soldiers that are now off on another completely different part of the map. <laughs> And the the uh, the new quest will reference the things that you've done so far in the game. And there have been some like really fun side quests. Like there was one where basically I was getting the ancient Greek version of uh, Viagra for a uh, lady whose husband couldn't was having <laughs> I, problems. I saw some video of that. <laughs> yeah, that that's probably the best side quest in the game so far. Where, where I you're like trying that. to go ahead. 
Go go ahead. I like that you also have the option of just um, doing the deed yourself and getting yes. it done. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That that yeah. That's the ending part where you can offer to just you know satiate the woman for the guy. <laughs> satiate. Yep. <laughs> and it, and it does this wonderful long cutscene where it just shows the you know the Cassandra and the woman go into the bedroom you know go into the house and it just shows the guy outside the house like you know he's like eating with friends and he's like sitting there and playing the guitar and he's like cleaning up the morning after and it's like the afternoon the next day with, you know with Cassandra kind of comes wandering out and she tells him like yeah she should be good for a day or two you, you should be okay. <laughs> There, there is some pretty good writing in the game. I, I've been in, you know, it's been good. It, it takes, it's one of those games where you can tell they just took from, it, it's like, okay, let's grab this from The Witcher. Let's grab this from Bioware, you know, like from the Bioware games. Let's grab this from Zelda. Let's grab, you know, like from all these different things and just kind of smush them together. And I, I think it, even though you can kind of see how they're doing that, it still works pretty well. You're never going to be blown away because it's not really original, but it's like a really well-honed meshing of a lot of different ideas. I mean, I keep coming back to it, and I wouldn't do that if I wasn't having a good time. <laughs> and it's it's only one of, of two um, Greek mythology-based games we're going to talk about <laughs> today. There's another one in the news section. Oh, goodness. All right, should we do this? We've got a bunch of news to get to. All right, let's so do I it. Guess so. Bethesda's replacing the nylon bags. <laughs> the most important thing. Yeah, you led right. <laughs> you're leading in the the new um the new segment with the the best news story ever. Yeah, but they couldn't just replace the bags and have that be it. They also managed to screw that up. <laughs> yeah. So for a time, their uh, website that they were using to do the bag replacement ticket tracking um, was set to allow everyone to see everyone else's tickets. So you could get all their information, their address and some identity info and like IDs. I, I forget if credit cards were on there. I don't know. But they, they fixed it. <laughs> Maybe the idea was like um, watching other people's um, order status was a more entertaining game than Fallout 76. Oh, <laughs> it kind of was, wasn't it? <laughs> so, better use of your time, maybe. And for free, free DLC. Man, they they could not have screwed that up anymore. <laughs> oh goodness, Bethesda. Yeah, we're just gonna let that sit. All right, Square Enix announced <laughs> uh, War of the Visions, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius. It's a new tactical RPG. Uh, going to be out in Japan in 2019. And it's going to be taking place in the same world as Final Fantasy Brave Exvius, which you might know as a, f a mobile game. And that's all they've announced. No platforms and, or anything. So, and, and Alex will, put, you know, in that article, kind of pump the brakes on any sort of excitement you might have by noting that the developer has only ever worked on mobile titles. So It's Gumi. So probably right. going to be a phone game. Or is it? No. Is this yeah, Gloomy as well? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Coming 2019 with a lot of mono artwork and yeah. Okay. Genre TRPG. But still yeah, Gloomy. Here at we'll RPG see. Gamer, we want to make sure you don't get 
overly excited about things. Everything sucks now. <laughs> Everything sucks now, and you should know it. All right. We'll keep Very you grounded. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, the the news in this episode is kind of building to the good stuff. We gotta right. we gotta start low, and then we're getting better. Hajime Tabada has announced a new Studio Japan game. Uh, this is the director of Final Fantasy XV who left Luminous Productions, the Square Enix group that makes Final Fantasy XV now. He's making his own studio, and now they've announced uh, that they're going to launch in 2019, and now oh, that's it. They're going to have a new studio next year. We don't know what they're going to do. I assume they're going to make a game. We'll see. I'd hope so. Called JP Games. I call it Japan Games. I should have called it JP Games. I don't know if JP stands for Japan, if it stands for um, Juliet Packard, um, uh, Jimenez Pasquel. I don't know. I'm, I, it's I can't possible. Think, I, these are all names that could stand for, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. What does stand for? <laughs> all right. Finish. Could that be the question of the week? What? What does JP stand for? No. We got yes, a good please. one. No, a user suggested a good one in the chat. We'll get to that. Finnish developer Rat Crew Studios has announced it's working on a third-person action RPG called Broken. So they're just really getting ahead of it. So if the game's broken, people can say, yeah, the game's broken. Like, I know it's broken, but how is it broken? No, that's its name. Oh, okay, I'll buy it. <laughs> See? <laughs> Perfect. They took care of it. So it's based on the Praedor fantasy universe, which I've never heard of. I assume it's a Finnish thing. Uh, created by Petri Hiltunen, which has spawned graphic novels, short stories, novels, and a tabletop RPG. There you go. So, I don't know. Uh, it takes place on the world of Jaconia, which is the only surviving part of an ancient super-civilization. You take on the role of a Praetor, adventurers who search the ruined world for treasure, which is very much kind of like what you do in Mutant Zero Zero, but okay. Anyway, Broken is being developed for PC and consoles. No release given. Um, yeah. That's all I know. Any of you heard of uh, Praetor? No? No, never. Alright, so there's big old Ouroboros in the trailer, and but it's a dragon, and that's all you get. So, more info when we have it. So, uh, speaking of info, Persona 3 and 5 DLC was announced. I'm just going to say we have an article up. You can go look at it all there and see all the things you can buy. It's a Atlas bunch of, will take your money. Yep, they've got a bunch of costumes and a bunch of music. Uh, there's a season pass just for songs. Um, and, yeah, just you can... Other other accessories? Yeah. Yeah. Wigs and contacts and stuff. Yep. You could spend a bazillion dollars on it all. Or It looks like you'd drop a hundred bucks to get everything. Oh, boy. And then you can dress everyone up in your dancing game. And of course, the, even though the uh, games themselves are cross-saved, the DLC does not work across yeah. Vita and PS4. So if you already bought the the both games for all the consoles, now you also have to buy the DLC for various consoles. Why would you buy it on both consoles? Because you want to make sure your character looks right. Do we we don't even have the Vita version of these games here, do we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, I thought digital we only. only. The... Oh, okay. Yeah, we got it. All right. Well, make your choice. For your platform, <laughs> or spend even more money, because you know, yeah, Atlas will definitely take all your money. They will twice. take it all. <laughs> Let's be honest; it's Sega now. All right, Aeons of Sand. Have you heard of this? Because I haven't. Nope, this was new to me. First-person 
retro RPG sort of thing where you're going through a dungeon and fighting enemies. And uh, it's out now for like 20 bucks on Steam, PC, and Mac. And there you go, hand-drawn. You can check it out if you want to see that. We got a trailer up. Um, we have info on She Dreams Elsewhere. Another one I haven't heard of. It's got a demo. Another retro-styled RPG. Main character stuck in a coma. And you need to figure out how you got into your predicament and defeat the nightmares keeping you from re- reawakening. So literally a journey of self-discovery. Uh, 20 bucks is the plan price. The release is early 2019. The demo is on Steam, itch.io, rpgmaker.net, or Game Jolt. And it's about a one-hour demo. She, uh, no, Falcom, you know, the Ease people. And the Trails people. Yeah. Um, let's see if I can get the actual story to come up. Come on. They have a new website that launched, so of course everyone went crazy. Uh, it's a new title called Project Nox, N.O.X, Nox. There's no content, <laughs> just an image and a timer countdown to December 19th. And the following quote, I had a dream found out the truth in a prison called Cradle. That's it. That's all we know. No details. That's all we know. Yep. So we'll see. There's it, a is picture. A pretty, it is a pretty cool image. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it doesn't immediately remind me of anything. Oh, like I may be forgetting something, but it certainly doesn't look like ease or trails. So maybe a new IP. So if you want to go track that website, felcom.co.jp slash 2019. And you can watch the timer count down. 11 days, 2 hours, 54 minutes left. There's lots of news this week that just requires a lot of baseless speculation, I think. No speculation here. Ashen is out now. Uh, that was announced at the uh, Game Awards that it was released. It's uh, out for PC and Xbox One. The PC version's available through the newly launched Epic Game Store. Oh, by the way, the Epic Game Store is out. So there's a new Steam competitor in town. Uh, it's in, that Epic Game Launchers has turned into the Epic Game Store, so you can buy games there now. Um, so Ashen is on there, and of course it's on Xbox One as well. Like we said, it is a Souls-like game, and uh, that's all I know about it because uh, it's forty bucks. And I heard conflicting reports on whether it was good or only good if you're into Soulsy games. Uh, certainly looks neat uh, mm-hmm. in all the little trailers, but I don't know if it actually plays neat. Um, what I saw kind of, of on streaming services was like, I don't want to do this, but then I see like these these created trailers and they look really cool. So I don't know how how that works out in practice. So maybe that means you want to watch someone else play it. Hey, that's a great idea. I can do that and save myself a bunch of time and money. All right. <laughs> so so do you think that Epic Store is actually going to have any any uh, gain any traction against Steam? I have no they're, idea. They're offering. Origin's still around? They're offering what? They're offering... I mean, that's the big thing, at least for publishers. They're offering them a better cut. Yeah. It's like... And they've they're got taking, the like, dude, half the money. The dude who built that store is the same guy who was doing Steam Spy. So, yeah. <laughs> like, he knows a lot about... And that was just a hobby. It had nothing to do with the Epic Store, he says. But, you know, that means he does understand a lot about the business stuff going on with Steam Spy and what developers kind of want for info about their games, which might make mm-hmm. the, Steam, the Epic Store, like, more attractive to them. I don't know. It's just so hard to tell. 
I mean, there's not much holding people to Steam, but... Also, I don't want my games on 14 different stores. That's my problem. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> We've already got Steam, GOG, Origin, uh, Blizzard, Discord. Discord. Twitch. Oh, that's right. Twitch yeah. has one. Um, Twitch and Discord were the, the previous most recent ones. Uh, There's Uplay. Uplay, yeah. Yep. So we got plenty of other stores, so I don't know why this one's a big deal. Like, there's plenty of places where you can buy games and have them orphaned on a client you never want to install. So, <laughs> congrats. Here's another one. I remember when the Epic client came out and they gave everyone Shadow Complex for free. So, that's so I opened it up. I, do, I installed the Epic Game Store this morning. It's like, oh, yep, there's my Shadow Complex. Guess I'll close the client now. I don't really need this open. <laughs> Also, at the Game Awards, they announced uh, Dauntless will be released for consoles next year. If you don't remember, Dauntless is a free-to-play Monster Hunter clone. And it is uh, a very different art style, though. Um, And let's see. Free-to-play, and it's in, you know, open beta, but they already have paid DLC for it. Oh, yeah. No, you had to pay (laughs) to get into the, the beta. It was one of those, like... You know, early access and support the game development at the same time, sort of thing. So, but now they have, you know, you can get free, you can get in for free now. It's free now. So, but it's on PS4, Xbox One, PC via the new Epic Game Store in April 2019. Of course, it's already on PC anyway, so it, you don't really need to go through the game store. So, I don't know what's up with that. Uh, <laughs> the Switch and mobile launch is going to follow sometime in 2019. And yeah. Oh right, because it's not—it's still technically open beta, so it'll be a final release in 2019, I guess. In April. Mm-hmm. So anyway, go check it out if you want a Monster Hunter option that isn't Monster Hunter World, or uh, you know, there you go. Me, for me, I kind of have all I want with Monster Hunter World, so I haven't been really doing it. And, and, and there's Monster I'm... Hunter on Switch. To oh be. right, the last time I tried Dauntless, it was still really rough. So maybe I'll wait for it to go into full release and see. Bioware teased a new Dragon Age title, apparently. Um, I saw this trailer at the Game Awards. Uh, me and everybody else watching in the RP Gamer Discord were not sure that this was actually Dragon Age related. Um, I'm being told it is <laughs> by the story. So uh, they, they zoom out on this weird artifact-looking wolf dragon head thing. I don't know what the hell this is. It's got a skull, and it's like, hashtag, I'm the dread wolf or something like that in the trailer. And it's like, I don't know, is this a... Is this a reference? Okay. Uh, apparently, um, the game features a callback to Dragon Age Inquisition and the character known as the Dread Wolf. So, that would be um, Inquisition. Is that the first one or the third one? Third one. That's the third one. So, we're just forgetting the first two happened now? Yeah, I guess. And, of course, the rumors going around is that this is like a 2021 or 2022 game. Yeah, like so three why or four they, why years from to... now. So why are we teasing it? Yeah, good I question. Good Cause, question. Because so people, people can are... know. Yeah, like cause somehow it matters that if you don't tell people we're still making a Dragon Age game, you're gonna stop buying all Bioware games. Except the game that you'd want to buy isn't out yet anyway. So who cares if you're buying Bioware games right now? It's not out yet. So I, I don't know. I don't get the logic of any of game announcements. 
Well, I mean, like this might actually make sense if it was also accompanied with, "Hey, here's all of the Dragon Age games on modern consoles. You can play In Dragon one Age package. one and two. Yay. One package. Here you go. Here, Dragon like, Age one a... and three. Um, and uh, here's a good <laughs> link to watch a video summary of two. There you go. <laughs> like that would make sense. Ones. This this sort of tease. I have no clue what the point of it is. Yeah, it's a it's a Square Enix type thing. Like, hey, we're making a game. Maybe it'll be done in 10 years. I don't have time for these games. It makes me sad. I want to play all these (laughs) games. This is where I should watch. I should watch this stuff on Twitch, shouldn't I? I should watch someone play Dragon Age on Twitch. That's how I get through these series. That's how I get through these big PC RPGs. I can't play them anymore. Sorry, I'm just having an existential crisis. Excuse me. Um, okay, so Obsidian Entertainment and Private Division announced The Outer Worlds. Yeah, this one ain't going to help you with that, is it? All right, so I'm confused. <laughs> Obsidian Entertainment is owned by Take-Two or Microsoft now? I Microsoft. Microsoft. And Private Division is owned by Take-Two. Yes. So why isn't Microsoft publishing this? Because this was set up before Microsoft bought them. Okay, all right, that may, that would make sense. Okay, it's a new title announced during the Game Awards. It's called The Outer Worlds. It's being co-directed by Tim Kaine and Leonard Boyarsky, um, creators of the original Fallout. And goodness gracious, it just looks like another Fallout game, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It looks just like. And when I may when I say another Fallout game, I mean another modern Fallout game. Like mm-hmm. I was hoping, like when they got like, "Hey, we made the real Fallout," that it was going to be like this is like the real actualization of the old school Fallout games in 3D. And instead, what I saw was, "Hey, we want to make a Fallout Bethesda style game too, and make money on it, and you'll buy it because it's Obsidian and not Bethesda. And Obsidian games are way less broken than Bethesda games." <laughs> In fairness, a lot of Obsidian's really broken games are where they're working with someone else's engine. Usually Bethesda's. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I, what I saw was that I, I, I am serious. That's what it seemed like to me. It's like, oh, so we're going to have the Fallout creators go and make another Bethesda style Fallout game. Okay. Yeah, I don't, totally. And they're going for the same kind of style of humor and everything, even. It's like. Mm-hmm. All right, except everything isn't broken, so that's good. It's not like um, a post-apocalyptic thing, is it? No, it's sci-fi. It's, yeah. But, I mean, it even has. It looks like it even has that same sort of aesthetic where the, you've got this scientist who's, like, taking you out of the freezer, mm-hmm. very much like a Fallout game where, you know, you come out of the uh, vault. Yeah, I mean, it's basically Fallout, but everything's a little bit cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> then, Pretty much. Yeah, I don't know. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing, yeah. I'm no, not... I yeah, it, this could be great. I don't know. I mean, because but Obsidian's the ones who made the good Fallout game, uh, New Vegas, right? So yeah, I mean, it does look like sci-fi, but it looks like sci-fi as imagined in the nineteen, you know, sixties, seventies, maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Ooh, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This could go. Real good. This could go like, wow, another Bethesda game, but this time not from Bethesda. I don't know how that feels. Hey, hey it's cool that it's at least coming out next year. It's 2019. It's not like, oh, hey, we got to wait two or three years for yeah, it. Yeah, they're pretty far along, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. So more to come on that, I'm sure, throughout the next year. Supergiant Games released a game during the Game Awards, sort of. Um, they announced, hey, 
you know, we're the people who made Bastion, Transistor, and Pyre. Uh, we just really like making games and releasing them on a very fast pace. So here's our next one. It's called Hades. Uh, it's out in early access now on the Epic Game Store, which is the theme of last night. Is everything's on the Epic Game Store, or not last night, Thursday night, whatever. So it's on the Epic Game Store. So for twenty bucks, you can buy and play through Hades. It's in early access, which means it's not done yet. So I'm not. Can you beat the game yet? I don't really know. But uh, they're going to be adding stuff to it still and tweaking it. It is a game where you are the son of Hades. So I assume it's like Hades and Aphrodite have a kid and you're that kid. So you're like half good, half evil sort of thing. And he wants to leave daddy's house and go back to the surface. And all the gods are, all the gods call him up on their phone, basically. They, they literally do call you through somebody. So it's like basically you get texted by all your uncle gods and be like, yo, come on up to Olympus. Here's some powers to help you on the way. And then it's a, it's a roguelike sort of thing so you're going through and getting more powerful and using dungeon crawling moves it's an action combat system and you you beat everything up in stylish looking combat and try and make it to the end and then you die and you start back um next to your father's throne and he's like yeah how'd that go for you Uh uh-huh that's what i thought you should you gonna stay home now no all right fine and that loop continues and that's all i know uh it looks neat it's very pretty um and uh you can play it now Who's a big Supergiant fan? Nobody? No. Pascal, no. didn't you not play Pyre? No. Um, oh, okay. I, I've only played Bastion from them. Okay. This looks like the most Bastion-esque game they've made since Bastion, but it's not Bastion. That's for sure. So. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't get past the, um, the main character. I couldn't get past the uh, protagonist in this trailer. To Emo? Um, too, uh, no, just real cocky and I don't know, uh, not, I don't know, I rolled my eyes and that was the end of that. But like Cerberus is a cute puppy that he's got a good relationship with. Well, there is a puppy in the background, yeah. It's a (laughs) three-headed doggy and like, (laughs) you go up to it, it's like it does displays a range of emotions from disappointed to concerned and it's like, oh, because he has three And the main character only, (laughs) only displays arrogant. Yeah. But can you blame him? You see who he's raised by. Come on. I like the main character seems to have like one like Hades eye and one Aphrodite eye. And so, you know, whatever. Aphrodite might be the wrong one. Whoever it is that went down to Demeter. I don't know. I'm not a good Greek mythology person. Someone will correct us. Perseus? Huh? No, Perseus is a guy. The one who went down to Hades and... Shacked up with with Hades, I don't know. Uh, I killed her. Or, or I ki- no, I didn't. Ophelia. I don't know. Okay, next. Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three has been announced, and it's a Switch exclusive. Yeah, it looks like Nintendo put money into this. Koei They're publishing Tecmo, it. Koei Tecmo and Team Ninja are working together to revive the Marvel. Who made the Marvel Ultimate Alliance franchise originally? Who I do not remember. Those are made by uh, Raven. Raven Software. Man. Raven is where I am. They're in Madison. So (laughs) now this one's being made by Koei Tecmo and Team Ninja. Okay. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) And they're definitely not just trying to cash in by, by placing all the same characters that are in the cinematic universe. Oh, wait. Plus mutants, because Wolverine's in this one. 
Well, yeah, Wolverine. What other mutants? Wolverine? Mm-hmm. And Wolverine? Apocalypse seems to be in this one, right? Didn't I see a guy? Man. I saw a guy who looked like Apocalypse. Maybe he isn't. They've got Probably. Hellia. Some of the villains. You're right. It's a lot of cinematic universe people. And Wolverine. <laughs> so, no confirmation on Magneto or Apocalypse or other mutants. So My goodness. Ultimate Alliance 2 was released in 2009. Who made that one? Was that also Raven? Can you get a confirmation on that? Uh, Vicarious Visions Vicarious in, in Space. Visions. Okay. I that love was the idea Activision that, title. Were these all made by different people? Or is Raven a typo on our page? I don't, even I don't know. Hmm. So I'm watching the trailer again to see if there are other mutants whatsoever. And uh, no. But how'd they get Wolverine in there? Because, like, what? Hmm. Don't know how they managed oh. that. Doctor Doom's in there. Any chance of the Fantastic Four? Oh, what, can we pass on that, please? <laughs> Especially I mean, if the movie like, reference Fantastic Four, you know? Well, these are all movie. I'm sure they're all movie references. Um, yeah, I would love to see, like, a roster with some lesser well-known Put a few heavy hitters on there, and then, I mean, Marvel is Marvel doesn't just have uh, 20, 20 characters in its stable. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Whew. Is that it for the good news? Oh, wait, Mike Laidlaw joins Ubisoft. Why do I care about this? I don't know. The guy who was doing Dragon Age is now joining the Ubisoft studio that made Odyssey. Okay. So I guess Ubisoft is still going to be making more RPGs. What is which which ad which Dragon Age? All the Dragon uh, Ages? Yeah, oh, he was. Oh, it actually director. says here. Okay. Uh, he got to start as the lead writer for Jade Empire in two thousand three. He worked on projects like Mass Effect and Sonic Chronicles: The Dark Brotherhood. He became the lead designer for the project that would eventually become Dragon Age Origins. Yes. All right. He was creative director for Dragon Age 2. Okay. And Dragon Age Inquisition. All right. Laidlaw left Bioware in October last year, and now he's going to Ubisoft Quebec, Mm -hmm. which uh, I guess means um, Mass Effect Odyssey. No. Um, Mass Effect. That's kind of worth it. Assassin's Creed. Creed. Here yeah. you go. Assassin's Creed. Creed. There we go. <laughs> might have a new title. <laughs> it's either Do You Get Mouth, Mouth Tentacles or Assassin's Creed. <laughs> I can't even spell Assassin's Creed. <laughs> I'll take my shot at it. <laughs> um, yeah. No, that's that's fine. It's just an M in front of it. All right. Cool. All right. So figure that out. Go Mike Laidlaw. All right, so editorials. We got a Persona Three dancing. Oh, oh what? 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 There, oh, well, right. the, la- the last bit of news right. from the uh, which I don't think we have a link for it. No, we but... don't. But Persona Five is getting involved in Smash. The first paid DLC pack will ha- add Joker to the game. Yeah, character and, from and... Persona Five will be in the game. They'll have a stage. They'll have music. I don't know what else. You'll have to pay for it <laughs> to find it's DLC. Yeah, pay for it. It's DLC. And yeah, but that's cool. So um, he's in because Persona Q2, maybe? Because that's, yeah. that's how he's on a Nintendo game in, in some yeah. form. 
So, or everyone's spec- now. or people are speculating that Persona Five is coming to the Switch. Persona Five is coming to the Switch. They always end up releasing it later. They're just going to let it sit for a little while until it's you know, till 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 people ha- till it's been a couple of years and then they can release it again and try and get everyone to buy it a second time. Okay, all right. So what's That's the modifier? I want to know what the modifier word is going to be for Persona Five Switch. So we have Persona Three Portable. We have Persona Four golden so persona 5 hmm need something that involves like theft um, i mean the red is the theme you could just have ruby but that's boring persona you need 5 something that inv- assassin <laughs> persona 5 gold and silver there's two versions and you collect different demons in each <laughs> <laughs> oh man that would be the worst <laughs> uh, they already had Steal My Heart, so what did they have? What was the thing in that game? People were voting on, do you believe that they're in the Phantom Thieves? Um, yeah, I don't know. Persona 5 uh, Pickpocket Edition. Cause, uh, the Switch doesn't fit in the pocket. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. <sighs> All right, so we have some we have some reviews up. Persona Three Dancing in Midnight or Dancing in Moonlight has a review. Persona Five Dancing in Starlight has a review. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, not Eevee, Pikachu has a review, and uh, Poke- uh, PSP Backlog Quest has an ad- another entry with a bunch of Felcom imports. Uh, that's you, Josh. Yeah. So do all these old Felcom games? Where'd you import them from? Are they in English? Did you get uh, fan translations? How did there this was work? a fan. There was a fan translation for Nayuta no Kiseki, but no, there was no fan translation for the Ease versus Sora no Kiseki mm-hmm. game, like that fighter that Falcom did back on the PSP. Oh, and that actually, one, no, you don't really need one. But the problem is, is that I accidentally kind of backed out of a menu and didn't save, so I lost like three or four hours of progress at one point. And right. that kinda, yeah, that kind of ended my my journey with that game. <laughs> It's like I'm not doing all that over That's again. That's my question. No. Pre pre Trails in the Sky Kiseki games. How are they doing for you? You like those? They're not they're uh, there there isn't a good English version of those to play. Well, I'm like the, the Legend of Heroes ones there were an English version. There there were English versions. I don't know if they were good that, English versions. No, they were not good English. Yeah, Namco did PSP ports and put them out back in the early days of the PSP. Mm-hmm. And those are really they're really terrible translations. And it's not even like it's a totally different battle system from what the original PC games were, and it's not oh, that great. Okay. I don't know who Namco actually got to do the uh to make the ports. It wasn't Namco. They, you know, subcontracted it. But yeah, not not real great. Like those games are interesting; they're pretty good, but not the English versions that we got, <laughs> unfortunately. Oh well. And so this fan translation, uh, you have issues with how literal it is, and it doesn't add any humor. And I don't know. I'm watching this video that you put in the article oh the boss battles are cool that that's the highlight of the game cool the boss battles are fantastic the uh that that one like in that video is where you're fighting a giant kind of mechanical fish while you're falling down a giant waterfall Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
on like this little bitty piece of land that the fish has knocked off. The boss battles in that game are fantastic. The translation, the fan translation, as you might expect, is just, you know, nonsensical at times. Like like one one line, here we go, in one of the screenshots I captured. You don't see that kind of scene too often. I don't think man youths at all. What? (laughs) (laughs) That's a that's a that's a line in the game. That's a line in the game. All right. Well done. Context doesn't help. (laughs) (laughs) It's just one of those like, I don't know what the hell they were trying to say there. Oh, well, (laughs) I'm not sure they did either. All right. (sighs) Time for the briefs. Omen Sight is coming out on Switch next week. Um, Do I remember Omen Sight? Yes, this is an action adventure game with lots of lighting and bears and animals and stuff. And what are you doing in this? I don't remember. It's coming on Switch. And uh, it's already out on PS, PC and PS4. So you play the Harbinger and you... I don't know. <laughs> Is this the one that's the sequel to... Or made by the same studio that made stories? I forget. I can't get this stuff up. God, hey, Ben. There's so many games oh, now. There's so many games. Too many <laughs> games. Yes, it's the, it's, the, it's the same developer. So that's right. I like stories. I need to finish stories, and then I want to play this on the Switch. Sounds good. Next week. First trailer release for Alaloth, Champions of the Four Kingdoms. So go watch that on the site. Uh, that is a... Isometric Souls-like? Souls-like what or Diablo-like? Claim. Oh, Souls-like? Souls-like is what they claim. Oh, I don't want a Souls-like that's isometric. <laughs> it's so far away. Like, yeah. the character is teeny. All right, mm-hmm. well, go check out the trailer. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2 has an endless battle island information. Uh, it's the fourth location, so I don't think it actually is endless, but it's you know it's the fourth island you'll go to and learn more about that um, by watching the video. Xenon Valkyrie Plus coming to Switch on New Year's Day. You know, very popular release date, New Year's Day. No, uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a port of uh, Diablo. Diabolical Mind, Xenon Valkyrie Plus. It's coming out January 1st, 2019. It'll be 10 bucks. Demo's available right now. It's a roguelike RPG. You find your way into the deepest part of the moon to foil the plans of a witch. This came out in PC in 2017, and it's Plus version currently available on Vita, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, it looks neat. I don't know anything yeah. about it. It's a roguelite, so I just don't have a lot of time for roguelites. I can't even finish Rogue Legacy. That's too hard for me. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm right there with you. That that game was too hard for me. You know what I've been I eventually about... just you, you gave up. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, I I've... liked it, but I just gave up on it. I've been thinking about giving uh, getting back into Isaac, like the newest, latest, and greatest Isaac. But it's like yeah. never going on sale. And mm. like, I remember the original Binding of Isaac was always on sale, and like this news. And I don't know what it's called. Neo Afterbirth Plus Plus Double Good. I don't whatever the latest combination of monikers is. Because I remember when the 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 redo of Isaac came out, I didn't really like it because the music wasn't as good. Since the creator and the original composer had a falling out, so he got a new composer, and it's all dark and not fun. And I didn't like the combat as much. So I'm wondering if it's all better now. I don't know why I brought that up. Oh right, roguelikes. But uh, Banner Saga 3 is releasing in arena mode next week. There you go. December 12th. That's out in four days. 
The Eternal Arena, it's currently in open beta. It was originally promised as a stretch goal. It's finally coming out. So that's this week. The Caligula Effect Overdose. That's that re, uh, that upgraded version of Caligula Effect. Um, that's where the kids are trapped in a virtual school called Mobius by a virtual idol named Mew. Uh, mm-hmm. And they try to escape. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> This is supposed to be like a Persona game, right? So it, it was I don't know. Or it was MMO. touted as being written by the guy who wrote the first two Persona games. Hmm. But I don't think he actually wrote the entire game. It's one of those deals where they paid him to to like write a story treatment and then someone else actually wrote the script. Ah. But right. you know, they can slap his name on there. Sure. One of those type deals. Uh, it's coming out March 12th for PC, PS4, X, and Nintendo Switch in North America. European release on the 15th, and there's a new trailer. Check that out. Uh, Yokai Watch 3 is out in Europe now. When do we get it in the U.S.? Uh, crap. Oh, January? It's right here. February 8th, 2019. Oh, February. So that's not too long to wait. So Yokai, Yokai, Yokai. Yokai continues, and it uh, takes place in the previous town of Springdale, Springdale and a new town of St. Peanutsburg and has a new heroine, Haley Ann, as well as a new combat system with a three by three grid. So go check out the trailer. Things are different. Um, and there's a Mulder and Scully play um, with the, the yokai file as opposed to the X files. Um, what are they called? Folly and folly and blunder or something. Blunder and folly. Blunder and folly. Yeah, yeah. Instead of Mulder and Scully. All right, cool. So that looks fun. Um, uh, yeah, I'm assuming they're investigating the yokai, but can't see them, you know that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, that's it for news. Let's hit up your question answers. Uh, the question was, do you use the things that come in collectors editions? Lord Golbez says, use. I don't even buy collectors editions ever. Not even for games I really want. Pre-ordering and paying full price for a game are the highest compliments I'll pay a game. I'm not coughing up extra for worthless junk that's just going to take up space in my apartment. Victor says, I enjoy browsing the art books that come with collector's editions, but that's not enough to justify buying them anymore. They're just too expensive. Now the only collector's editions I buy are the digital deluxe versions of the WoW expansions, which cost an extra 20 bucks, but have the special in-game mountain pet. I do use the WoW mounts when they appear from the summon random favorite mount in-game feature, and I use the pets in pet battles. Severin Mira says, that's Alex Fuller. Yeah, I used to go with them for that, but if I want an art book, I'd rather go with the dedicated ones that are usually much more substantial for not much more money. The main thing for me now with collector's editions is whether they come with either a complete soundtrack or something that I can get use out of, like a controller or maybe a shirt or something. Let's see. What did you say, Josh? Uh, yeah, I don't buy collector's editions very much unless it's like Valkyria Chronicles where I got a tank or the trails games, or I I do like the collector's editions that are like, uh, like, uh, Atlas sometimes does that where there'll be like 15, 20 bucks more and come with a soundtrack. Yeah, I do like that. Soundtracks are usually good unless they're a sampler. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm not going to do it for, yeah, I'm not going to give them 20 bucks more for a five song sampler, but when they, when they at least, you know, a lot of times they aren't complete soundtracks, but they give you like the 25 song soundtrack. That's pretty the, good. Th- yeah. Those will get me. Yeah, th- yeah, I'll chip in a few extra bucks for that. Yeah. Strawberry Egg says, while I don't get collector's editions 
too often. I do get some use out of the items within. Some posters get put up. I listen to the soundtrack CD at least once before I rip it to my computer, and I look through any art books. While not part of a collector's edition, I used to use a pal- a Palkia stylus I got with pre-ordering Pokemon Diamond and Pearl until the Pokemon broke off the top. I still have the holder with it and, po- and Dialga on display. I also keep many things there in the boxes themselves, like those pins that came with the Fire Emblem Echoes collector's edition. Shaman says the last three limited editions I bought were all ones with soundtrack CDs, so I made digital copies of the song to put on my phone. That's about the extent of my use of them. And then Severin uh, Alex Fuller writes in again, to give us the lowdown on Steinsgate and Steinsgate Elite. As far Here as we I go. Uh, yeah, as far as I know, Steinsgate and Steinsgate Elite are pretty much the same in terms of overall content. There are some things that are changed, but it's a mix of things removed and added along with adding all of the animation stuff. So they have like anime scenes in there now. I now I think nearly all the animation is taken from the series, so I don't think there's much new on that front. As Josh said, the original visual novel spends plenty of time focusing on the side characters with stuff that had to be cut from the anime so it would fit into a series. And as Josh said, Steins Gate Zero is a direct continuation of one of the bad endings, basically the last bad ending in the game. Anna wasn't quite accurate in what she said, but trying to find an trying to explain what it does follow or uh, what it does follow is a massive spoiler, so I'll let her find out when she plays it. Okay. <laughs> As soon as I heard that Steins Gate was about time travel involving microwaves, I became interested in it, and I need to figure out what I need to play. Like, what? Someone tell me, what should I play, and how do I experience Steins Gate properly? Pascal's going to play the PS3 version. That's probably the right answer, is play that, then watch the anime and be done with it. But <laughs> Well, that's the right answer because it's free. Well, my question is, the Steins, there's a Steins Gate Elite anime as well, or no? Did, did this, no. Is this no. one where they it's did two just... animes? No. All right. No, 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 no. There, there is a uh, the the elite is a new version of the original game that's coming out in like March of mm-hmm. next year, I think. That incorporates the animation into the visual novel. So it sounds and like that, I don't even know what do you do. <laughs> like that's coming to Switch and PS4, I believe. So you could wait for that, or you could play it. Like I, I sent your wife the uh, Vita version; she could play that. <laughs> I could. But I won't. No, I don't know. I, I could. Um, I have a PS3 in my living room right now. I could go do that. All right. So we'll see. It's like a threat or something. It's like a threat. I've got a PS3. <laughs> don't you make right me use now. it. I can do it. I brought that PS3 like, up for Nino Cooney, So, And I did use it. I wonder if anybody bought the um, the Darksiders 3 collector's edition with the three or four different figures in it. I think it's like $200. I hope oh, not. did it, it have all the horsemen in it? Maybe more. No, um, it has the three horse. That's the thing. It only has the three released horsemen. And then the fourth <laughs> figure is uh, whatever the, the sidekick, the merchant's name is. Or I don't know, one of the guys. But not the um, not the fourth horseman. Even though you do see him in the game, he does. Um, so visually, you finally get to see what the final horseman looks like. I don't think they ever showed him before, but I could be wrong. Nope, the figure is not of him. <laughs> Isn't that weird? That's yeah, weird. I mean, it's come really on. Weird. You have four figures, and three of them are horsemen. All right, well, whatever. Should I I'm play this game? Should I play the Darksiders games? Or should I play just the first one yes, and let one it and alone? Two. Should I? Th- I don't know. I heard eh, mixed play, things about two. 
you mixed really i don't know i feel like i like two to be honest um i didn't hate three but um i think they're worth playing play one and if you love it play the other ones if it if you only like it okay then leave it at that i do plan to play one um my wife got me the definitive edition a while back so i should do that i feel like that's two the no, defi- there's the there's the definitive edition, and then Darksiders two, the apoc. I don't know. There's no because death is the the horseman in the second one. Okay, then whatever. Well, whatever. It is, I know what you mean. I have the right. remake of the first one on PS4, right. and I should play it. Like it's like apoc. Well, I don't know. Whatever. It's okay, not apocalypse edition. That's what we were just looking at with <laughs> the statue. Yeah, yeah, they're out of things. Uh, uh, it's a uh, gold and silver. Uh, you collect all the deaths, all the horsemen. You collect two of the horsemen and one, two and the other, and you have to trade with your friends. New release. Oh, wait, no. We have a question of the week. Question of the week is, uh, this comes from, um, who was it in the chat who came up with this? Uh, Pieface667. Oh, Pieface, yeah. Yeah. What is your most disappointing game of the year? And Me and Pascal have, have ones for that, don't oh, we? Yeah, yeah. What is it? <laughs> I have more than one now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but that's not fair. Most disappointing. Okay. Yeah, that's true. I'm almost going to worst, and I've got different ones for that. So what's your uh, most disappointing? Most disappointing is probably Little Witch Academia. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the worst game I played, but I was, I was, I had hopes for that game, and it just did not work out. And Pascal, mm. what's yours? You know what I'm going to say. No, I Josh don't. Josh knows what I'm. Gonna say. What are you going to say? It's, uh, it's probably going to be Metal Max. Metal yeah. Max. Oh. Metal Max was really close for me. I have to remember what I've played to figure out what I was disappointed in. That's my problem always. Um, I also, I'm very cynical, so I, when a game is bad, I'm like, yeah, I knew it'd be bad. <laughs> <laughs> so that doesn't help <laughs> for the disappointment side of things. <laughs> what was I complaining about in this show? I'm like, I can't just call Mutant Year Zero because I wasn't really looking forward to it. I just tried it. Yeah, that's the problem. Like Little Witch Academia, it wasn't anywhere near the worst game I played, but you know that was Witch in the Hundred Night too. Mm. But I, I was foolish for even you know sticking my hand up for that game. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. Yeah, I've, I've learned but... that too. Well, I haven't really learned that because I keep doing it, but I keep thinking that <laughs> I've learned that. I know there was a game I stopped playing this year. There's, yeah, I just have to remember what it is. I can't remember what it is. I feel, I feel. Uh, very disappointed in myself for not remembering. Oh, well. And the chat so, seems to be going Fallout 76, but I haven't played that yeah, yet. No, and we won't. <laughs> Josh, for me, it's um, I, I always think to myself I'm foolish for, for sticking up my hand to play a game that's um, in a subgenre that I don't really care for. Mm. And I keep thinking, though, maybe this one, maybe this one. <laughs> maybe and this never... one will be the one. Now I'm going to love these games. Nope. Uh, was really... But those don't count as disappointment because I already know in advance oh, this is probably not going to be a game I like. So I'm not disappointed, you know? I was so disappointed in the quality of the narrative in Detroit Become Human. Does that count? Oh, I just <laughs> bought that. No. <laughs> Apparently I was told, no, that's that's pretty normal for that director. You should have expected that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was about to say. Is, it, is, is that David really Cage. that surprising for David Cage? <laughs> I... I haven't played any of his games, and I just watched someone else play it during Extra Life, and it's like, uh, that's okay. You pretty uh, much experienced it then. I know, right? Yeah. 
Um, Anna's going to get into it and go through the get all the endings, all the the possibilities, and I think I'm I keep hoping that'll make it better. Mm-hmm. Here's a question for everybody: What happened to Nino Kuni Two? Where's all that DLC and extra stuff that they're adding? Was there a news story about them finally doing something about that the there other week? There was, there was, but it like wasn't like a new big story thing, was it? Oh, uh, I can't remember. Did I buy uh, that? I hope I didn't buy that season pass. Because if I did, I'm going to be mad at myself. I hope I said, I'm going to wait till I hear what's actually coming. I have one other question. Should I actually go back and play Nino Kuni 2? Is it was it such a great game from this year that like I'm missing out by having not played it? What are you going to play instead? Uh probably Dragon Quest 11. Oh, um well play Dragon Quest 11 instead. <laughs> if you're already interested in that already, that's a great game, so play that. Nino Kuni 2 oh, is good. I don't think it's as good as Dragon Quest. Yeah. And the story I think there's some it doesn't quite live up to the narrative quality of the first game. So the last news like on the Nino Kuni, the last news on Nino Kuni two DLC was back in October when they keep, they were claiming it was still going to be a 2018 winter release. Really? Yeah. So they're running out of time. <laughs> I'm wondering if they're just giving up on that game or something. I don't know. It was quite cheap over Black Friday. That's why I was kind of thinking about it, but I, I ultimately held out. Alrighty. Oh, let's hit up the new releases, folks. What do we got? We have uh, over on the PS4. Uh, oh, all those Atelier games came out. The whole Arlen series. And I already picked it up. Uh, that's also on the Switch and as well. Um, we have... And that is not a cheap bundle. That is no. a $90 bundle for all three games. And I couldn't talk her out of it, and it made me sad. <laughs> <sighs> the Last Remnant Remastered's out this week, or did it come out? Uh, it I thought out. it came out. I thought it was out Tuesday. Yeah, so that's that's a thing. Um, I, I bought it on PC right before it was being delisted, so yeah, I'm not going to pick it. that up. The Last Remnant Remastered Review. Good update for Mediocre Game. <laughs> <laughs> so is that out on PC again, or is it just on consoles now? I, I don't, don't think so. I, they haven't re-released it on PC yet, I don't think. And I thought that was PS4 exclusive. Right. And I assume that when it does come to PC, I have to pay money again. My copy doesn't get upgraded. That That's my understanding. Because, you know, Square. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's not on Steam right now anyway. Yeah, they are not going about it the cool way. (laughs) All right. Uh, What else? Kingdom Two Crowns? No, we don't cover that. So Switch got... uh, Sega Genesis Classics. Oh, Sega Genesis Classics. Yeah, I want that digitally, so I have so many games on my Switch. Mm -hmm. That's out. Uh, Smash Bros. Smash Brothers, you know, a little release there. You know, not a big deal. Uh, Wii U, <laughs> Wii U got a game. Wii U Call of Nightmare. <laughs> what is Call of Nightmare? I gotta look. Ninety nine cents. Look. It can't. Oh be yeah, this is gonna be awesome. <laughs> oh man. Oh, it's out on Steam as well. 
No, wait, it's been removed on Steam? Call of Night... Oh, there. Crap, there's the Nintendo one. I on the wrong thing. No Metacritic score. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, this is another one of those terrible little shooters that are get, keep getting put on. Those terrible little shooters. Oh, no. Oh, it looks like a, oh, it looks like a Flash game. <laughs> why did they release this? Ew. And Nintendo put it on their website. Gross. All right. Um, let's see. PC. Uh, PC and... Is it PS4 as well? Yeah. Uh, PC and Switch, rather. Got Katamari Damashi Reroll. That's a role-playing game. So I always count Katamari games because you, know, you roll the ball. So um kind of want that. I wouldn't mind playing nope. through the original Katamari again. Um, I'm kind of sad they don't seem to have updated it in any way, but you know, at least it's nicer looking. Or be advertising it at all? Yeah, I mean, also it's out for more money on the Switch than when Katamari Damacy came out the first time. <laughs> for PS2, it was twenty bucks here in the US. It's thirty bucks on the Switch right now. Well, it's a re-roll. Yeah, I know, but all it is is uprest. So I don't know. <laughs> All right, I'm seeing, uh, let's see, Path of Exile just hit the PS4. No, wait, that got delayed. Yeah, that's right. We had a news story about that, so forget that. Sorry I said it. Uh, Sega Genesis Classics we talked about. Um, uh, God Eater in Asia. Doesn't help. And anything else? Goodness. We're getting the end of the year, folks. Um see the 14th next friday below comes out for windows and xbox one that's that came out of nowhere action adventure roguelike below uh there was a big long demo of it in the past week and um yeah so below is a thing it's happening it's coming copy bar games putting out another game no no excitement okay fine how long is that like wasn't that announced like back when 2013 according yeah like when the it, at when Microsoft's the Xbox One E3 came out? 2013 press event. Oh, good lord. Indefinitely delayed in mid-2016, finally coming out in December of 2018. Mm. It is a roguelike because uh, it's one of those things where you're journeying down um, deeper and deeper into an island, and if you die, um, then you take over as the next adventure arriving to the island and there's this lantern that you need to take with you that kind of advances the game. And um, if you don't have it with you, things are harder. And it's on the corpse of where you just were. So the further you go um, and die, the harder it is to get back to your... I don't know. It's a whole thing. Um, I don't know if you level up and get better. But, uh, yeah. We'll see. Uh, next week, we can watch that on streams and find out if it's any good. And that's it. Thanks, everybody. Um, next weekend. How's this going to work? Yeah, we'll be here. Good. So, yay. Cool. Is that going to be the last one before Christmas, or will there be one on the 22nd? There will not be one on the 22nd or the 29th. So, yeah. Last one before Christmas is the 15th. There we go. off for a couple weeks as Anna and I travel and stuff. Woo! End of the year show. End of the year show. And appropriately, we're asking most disappointing game of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So write in, let us know by uh, podcastrpgamer.com. Uh, reply to it on Twitter if it comes up during the week. I don't know if it will or not. Um, <laughs> or just li- you know, let us know in the show thread on the website. So thanks, everybody. Uh, we'll see you next week. Um, until then, what are you going to play, Josh? More Assassin's Creed. And Pascal? Oh, God. Um, Hollow Knight and, uh, yeah, other stuff. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be at a work conference all week, so I probably won't play much of anything, but maybe I'll figure something out. And uh, if I was staying home, I'd probably start on that Dragon Quest post game. But we'll see. I have a God of War coming in the mail this week. Ooh, I I, Ooh. I might as well. I got on a GameStop sale for seventeen dollars, so still waiting for that to show up. It got delayed. I guess you can tell us if Dad of War is good. Um, it won Game of the Year at the Game Awards, mm-hmm. so it must be at least decent. It stopped Red Dead from sweeping. And uh, I started playing um, Octopath since we're on the topic Ooh, of what to play. Okay, so I play some more of that this week. I hear good things, but and then I hear bad things, so I don't know what to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Octopath. We'll see. All right. Well, we'll catch you next week. Till then, everybody, stay frosty because it's cold. I don't know. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh, bye. <laughs>